0: welcome back to our filmnerds.com series on the subject of zombies with us once again is our guest programmer for this series sean hode who is a oh he's he there
1: yeah sorry i was just say hello
0: Okay, uh, Sean is a uh, Sean is an instructor of English at the University of Alabama, where he teaches a class on the subject of zombies. Uh, and over the course of this series, we're taking a look at some various aspects uh, of the zombie genre some of the some of the topics it has uh, it has explored through the very diverse medium of brain eating monsters. In the first episode, we took a look at uh, just some of the basic conventions of the zombie genre, and really the history of that genre. Um, and now we're going to start diving into some more specific issues. Uh, specifically today, we're going to look at the issue of race uh, as it's dealt with in some various zombie films. First off, Sean, uh, Romero's really the guy, I think, that, that gets mentioned the most often as as being the guy that first made the connection between racial issues uh, and and zombies on film. Uh, what were some of the ways that Romero approached mm-hmm. Racial issues in in his uh, in his zombie films, and and you can take us through uh, Night of the Living Dead and and Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, any t- any any of his films right. really have uh, really have touched on this. But take us through what what you think Romero uh, had to say on this topic.
1: Okay, it's funny because uh, with a lot of things uh, that happen with classics, this was another example of something that was accidental. Um, not that not that um, Romero isn't. Uh, it, you know, uh, awake to um, to you know uh, race topics and things like that. Um, but actually, when they were making the original Night of the Living Dead, they said, "Well, who among our friends?" Because uh, Romero and his friends made commercials and they did um, TV spots and things like that. So they knew people who you know who who were actors or or or, or wanted to be actors. And uh they said well who's the best actor uh, we need that person to play Ben which was the uh the lead in Night of the Living Dead and they said well Dwayne Dwayne Jones our friend Dwayne Jones is the best actor and he happened to be black and so okay well Ben the lead of Night of the Living Dead is black okay great and that's how we ended up with the basically the protagonist of Night of the Living Dead being played by a black person in 1968, which is not exactly the time when you would expect to see that in a movie that isn't, you know, Look Who's Coming to Dinner, or some other movie that's, you know, uh, explicitly about race. So what he did with that, with with this stroke of accidental genius, is he made it about race without making it about race. He said, you have to accept that this person, Ben, is the most with it, Person out of all the characters in the movie, he's the one who re- actually uh, you know comes up with a way to, to protect them from the zombies uh, or the ghouls as they talk, call them in that movie. Uh, protect them from the zombies, um, a way to scare them off. He's the one that comes with the idea to uh, which doesn't work out, but you know to fill the, the truck with gas so they can get away. Uh, he he does it all, and he's this competent, very middle class black man. I mean, he's wearing a cardigan sweater through most of the movie. Right. He's a, uh, he's a,
0: he's a Bill Cosby type figure really.
1: Right. He's, <laughs> he's sort of a, yeah, the not or I think what you're getting, the non-threatening black man. Right. Um, and no one ever in the entire movie makes a comment about his race. You have, uh, you have the, um, the Coopers, you have Harry Cooper who is, he and, he, uh, he and Dwayne, or I mean, I'm sorry, he and, he and Dwayne, he and Ben, you know, face off during the whole movie. Harry's going to shoot Ben and, and, doesn't and Ben actually shoots him um, and kills him, but no, he doesn't call him any. There's no racial epithets used, and that's because when they wrote the part, when they wrote the movie, it wasn't written for you know quote a black person. It was just written as a character, and they stayed and they stayed with the script. They had to stay with the script because they're they they weren't doing any any um, improv because their their film you know their film stock was limited. <laughs> you know, so they they stuck to the script and the script didn't have any comments about race because it wasn't about that. And so so it ended up being this watershed movie where people are like, well, look, you're just going to have to accept that this the most competent, calmest, most with it person uh, is a black person. And it, it worked quite well. And, and I think that's part of what made the movie's uh, reputation among the, you know, in, among the critics and in, intelligentsia.
0: Right. in In, in that basically uh had had the part of Ben been cast with a white actor uh mm-hmm. race race wouldn't have been an issue in the film it would it there there is no implicit commentary on race right. it's all just sort of perception uh because of the context that that film was released in basically
1: right yeah there's absolutely no explicit mention of race whatsoever there is however um if if you look at it once he's cast and once they make the movie you can start looking at the movie in this way that says oh wow this has a lot to do with the race and this is one of the great things about the zombie movie um, in general, but, but especially Night of the Living Dead, is that you have a core group of people who are alive, and if most of the world becomes zombies, right, or most of the people in the area or whatever it is in that movie become zombies, well, the living are kind of an elite, aren't they? And this elite is allegorical to the white elite at that time. You know, we didn't have a black president by then, Back then, you know, uh, you know Martin Luther King had just been murdered. Um, so you've got this group of people being surrounded by what used to be a minority, but due to its overwhelming um, and prolific procreation, has now taken over and is threatening everything that is valuable to you, including your life. Which is the way that a lot of people, a lot of white people now, but especially back then thought of black people
0: and so and so the the film inadvertently ends up preying on on this sort of deep-seated fear uh in that group that you mentioned that that basically that they were that they were going to be sort of swallowed by this group that they viewed as as sort of scum just less than them and and not not just not just literally with their you know with their lives and being and being displaced but uh their cultural values as well basically
1: Exactly. One of the things that, you know, is so horrifying about these apocalyptic type of movies, I mean, it's fascinating, but it's horrifying, is that it's not only that people, most people are going to die, if not everybody, but that civilization is going to fall. Civilization, as we understand it, is going to fall. And to racists, um, the, the power, uh, right, zombies can do things that we can't do. You know, they're, you know, in, in a lot of stories, they're stronger, they're more, you know, they, they have greater stamina. Um, and of course, they you know bite you and turn you into one of them, you know. Um, this this all spoke to to 1968 America and afterwards. If you're surrounded by these people and they're and they're challenging your way of life, you're, you fight back as hard as you can. But to both whites and blacks um, who saw this movie, they picked up on what maybe Romero didn't even intend because it wasn't written, you know, as a as a racial thing but if, as uh, people start to look at it so wow that's kind of like a racial allegory that people see oh look there's these zombies who or ghouls that live a different lifestyle than we do <laughs> you know to put it mildly <laughs> right uh eating people's guts and all this stuff um, and then well i mean what fiction does right it tells the truth but as dickinson said you know it tells it slant um and so it exaggerates, but but it's you know these people live differently; they they are different from us, and they are directly threatening us. And so it's it's just been very powerful.
0: Absolutely, and and uh, and there's all there's also uh, if, if we if we move on to Dawn of the Dead, uh, which was uh, Romero's second big zombie release, uh, master right, uh, widely widely viewed by a lot of people as as the the movie that, that even even more so than Night of the Living Dead made this genre take off. Um, right. There's there's some, as we said, there's no explicit uh, mention of race in Night of the Living Dead. At the very beginning of Dawn of the Dead, we <laughs> see some very explicit uh, dealings I, I, with with racial matters. Talk, talk about Dawn of the Dead's approach uh, to race.
1: Okay, well, um, Romero didn't know what he had when he had Night of the Living Dead. Said, We're making a horror movie, it's gonna be fun. We'll make our money back, I hope maybe some more. Of course, it became a huge you know international hit, very influential when he's making Dawn of the Dead, he realized that he had a platform and he really played that up in a, in a in a i think appropriate way. The movie starts off with uh this there's basically um i guess you call it this a, a project you know like this like the you know Projects for, for uh, people in welfare and things, and they have been because of their religious beliefs, people's religious beliefs. They don't want to just throw uh, Grandma into the fire or chop her head off. They've been just tying up the zombies and putting them in the basement. So the cops, the SWAT teams, and stuff come, and they're gonna you know they're gonna go down and get the people out to save them, and then shoot you know kill the zombies again. <laughs> and but from the very beginning, you've got uh, a white cop. Talking about N-word this and spicks and all this stuff and how dirty they are and how bad, not anything about the zombies. Right. I mean, he's got stuff how they really disgust him, and he goes on this and he goes on this kind of killing spree, you know, and he can shoot anybody. And go, well, I thought they were a zombie, and that's why um, he has to be he has to be taken out, you know. Um, and again, though he he uh, he's expressing though in the seventies. What a lot of people, whether they would admit it or not, thought, which is that is that, um, you know, we're paying for these people to live here. We, the taxpayers, are paying for the people on welfare. And that's not right. And if we have a chance, we should get rid of them. And uh, I mean, nobody, (laughs) you know, would I don't think would come out and say that except somebody with the Ku Klux Klan or something right. but but they but that is what that is what uh, I think that Romero was trying to tap into there. So it was totally explicit. And I think very explicitly also he's got Ken Forey uh playing the male protagonist uh the the one who really who who really keeps it together. Right. So it once, got some Once man-
0: again just like just like Night of the Living Dead, right?
1: Right. But this time he did it he did it consciously and he With uh, there's so he plays Peter, which of course is a if you have a black man named Peter, you've got that sexual sort of you know black men have big Peters right (laughs) Right. sort of idea right there right, and then you've got his his, yeah then you've got his white uh friend Roger, okay um and they're white and black but they don't really comment on on the difference there. It's just we're on the same side, we're friends and we will fight the zombies together. They do make comments about. Uh, how much taller Peter is than Roger, and there. And some of the some of the best dialogue in the movie is when they're. And actually, it was improvised. Uh, is when they're joking on the radio when they're moving the trucks to block the mall um, about how Ken's this giant and and Scott is this midget, and uh, but it has nothing to do with race, you know. But the races are together very explicitly, and of course at the uh, end of Dawn of the Dead, not to give. Um,
0: well, we can we can use spoiler. we can use spoilers here. Yeah.
1: Okay, I mean the movie came out 30 years ago, right? Yeah, I think that's uh, fair, yeah. <laughs> okay. You've got you've got Peter, a black a black man and Francine played by Galen Ross, who is a pregnant white woman. They're the survivors and they're the ones who fly off to, you know, an uncertain future, but they leave together. Now, the the the, the baby that she would have, you know, the father was flyboy, right? So it would be white, but I think the I think the the point is made that they they would be the you know sort of the new Adam and Eve, the black man and a white woman, which um even in 78 we've gone through 10 years of race relations and and that was still a, a wonderfully jarring idea. So but he did all that very intentionally.
0: Right, and it's it's more to uh to to sort of push the envelope there. It's not necessarily that that he's that he's doing this sort of typically preachy idea of, you know, let, let, let's comment on how absurd it is that the races can't get along. It's, it's more of just sort of uh, intentionally making, making people feel uncomfortable if they're uncomfortable with that idea, right. just, just to, just because he can, just because he has the opportunity to, uh, to, to push that imagery out there.
1: Right. Who are you uh, where let's say there's a zombie uh, infestation or takeover or whatever you want to say, right? Mm-hmm. Who are you more like? Are you more like another another living human who happens to be a different race, or are you more like the undead person who wants to eat your guts of course you're more i would i i would say that you're more like the you know like the uh, living person I would right. hope that people would say um, so it's uh it just it just works really well um again and even though he was more he was more um explicit in this one it's not. Totally explicit. The stuff that he talks about. There's never anything said uh, between between um, uh, the two men between Peter and Roger. Hey, I'm black. Hey, you're white. We're getting along. Isn't this great? It's here we are. We're
0: surviving. And once again, we have we have a similar uh, imagery. Uh, not not quite. I, I, I guess you wouldn't quite call him the protagonist in Day of the Dead, uh, but we do have another uh, sort of heroic together right. uh, black man uh, in in Day of the Dead, who who, once again sort of seems to be one of the voices of reason in this film, and indeed uh, sort of ends up once again with the white female protagonist yes. of the film.
1: Right. Right. Once again, you have Terry Alexander, okay, um, who is playing a, a Jamaican black, you know, that's essentially American, right? Sure. Um, you have him playing John, who is a, a voice of reason. You've also got, um, you've got, uh, I think his name is... Jarloth, I'm not exactly sure, hey, sure you pronounce that. Uh, Jarloth Conroy, who's the uh, the Irishman who's always uh, Jesus, Joseph, and marrying every five minutes, right. And uh, and they go with Sarah uh, to the island spot to live, you know, to live out the rest of their lives, and you know, maybe reproduce, maybe not. Um, but you've got you've got uh, you've got the black man again being really the voice of reason. And for the listeners of yours who have seen this movie, it's it's a talky movie. There's a lot of talking going on. They didn't have the budget for much else. The they had a seven million dollar budget, and this and they wanted it to come in as a PG, or no, I'm sorry, they wanted it to come in as an R, right, me? as opposed and, to
0: not being releasable,
1: right, as opposed to being what w- at the time was an X-rated movie, right? Doesn't mean it was, you know pornographic, but that would now be an NC-17, much less marketable, and you know, God love him, uh, Romero stuck to his vision. And he said, "All right, well, I'll take half the budget." But I'll make the movie that I want to make. And it's funny because you have special effects now. You're like, that's that would be an NC 17, but you know, it was 1985. So uh anyway, you've got um you've got him, you've got Terry Alexander as John, uh, the Jamaican man, who is he speaks truth to power, really. He talks to uh Captain Rhodes, um, Joe Pilato, who's fantastic. Uh he talks to Captain Rhodes in a way that that sarah can't in a way that his his men can't the privates that are that are under him because he is the only one who can fly the helicopter he is the black man and and they do make comments on that captain rhodes calls him a jungle bunny right Um,
0: there is a little once again yeah there's a little out and out racism among the the military men there
1: right right um of course there's a sexism too there you know they're always saying really sexually crude remarks to Sarah and things like that so um but anyway but uh, so there's so there's it's not like the race isn't noticed in this case but he is the one who has this he is the only one who has the skill to get them out of there and um and he's and he's the black man so so they have to respect that if even if they don't respect his race which apparently they don't they have to respect his ability and that the fact that that uh, he is the only one that can save any of them
0: yeah and and uh, i want to I want to take a look at you know we've mentioned in all three of these cases that uh, we seem to have this idea of the the white minority being threatened uh, as a key idea to uh, you know behind the sort of zombie apocalypse in all three of these Romero films. I want to ask you. Uh, if there are any cases, maybe uh, from either R- Romero films or other films, maybe where uh, where the opposite view is taken, where where maybe there's some subtext that involves uh, the living as uh, as a minority, as as the as the you know more traditional what we think of as a minority group, and maybe where where white American culture is represented by the zombies.
1: Ah, okay. Um, well, in Dawn of the Dead, you have um, – we'll I know we're going to talk about this in a later, uh, a later show, but um, you have literally uh, – uh, you have the zombies coming to the mall because that's what they remember. Um, they, they're not really sure why they do it, but they're such consumers they, – or they were in life. They were such consumers that in death, they go according to habit, and they go back to the mall and they they do the the sort of superficial um the su- the superficial shopping <laughs> never to buy but always to shop that really marks a lot of of what people have to say about um white white america you know uh while rome is burning nero may have fiddled but but white americans would go shopping and uh, and so you've definitely got the the zombies sort of representing the the uh the white the white uh majority in that case.
0: One one more thing I want to I want to touch on before we before we uh close out this podcast is um it, this doesn't quite deal with with film but I'm sure there's an example of it. Uh there's a just in researching this podcast series I, I came upon an interesting case from about a year ago uh involving a video game that that deals with zombies, it's sort of a zombie genre. Uh, of video game called resident evil. And it was, it was one of the more recent installments of the game. Uh, And there was sort of a, uh, a little bit of a hubbub about, about this game because there's apparently a portion of the story in the game where the white hero of the game travels to an African village. uh, And of (laughs) course, all the zombies in that area are uh, black because they're in Africa. So that would be, that would be the bodies in the area. Now I, there basically it was a big public outcry because, being as it was a video game, your object was to then kill all the zombies, uh, who were all black in that situation. And I, you know, there, there's some that uh, you, you can point to the beginning of Dawn of the Dead as well, where where obviously in that project house, all of the all of the zombies being picked off there are are black and Hispanic, um, right? And and you know, I wonder if if there's anything. Uh, to this, this idea that um, you know that that some of the people were complaining about that maybe having you know overwhelmingly minority uh, zombies if that if that's truly uh, racist imagery or if that can be considered uh, you know sort of promoting uh, racism uh, obviously the, the yeah. argument against it is they aren't human beings and so they, they shouldn't be considered a race of any kind but do you, do you think there's anything to that Should, is there is there danger in that imagery.
1: Well, okay, I think that video games have a different, um, responsibility than perhaps movies do. In that, I mean, they're similar in that you watch them and, you know, uh, they have sound and video. But I think, uh, the fact that if you're, I don't know why they had to go into an African village at all. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) they're going to a place where everyone is going to be black. And when you, when you particularly associate, um, black people, with this, you know, quote race of creatures that aren't human, that's something that that's actually literally been done uh, in in American and world history. So if you've got if you're if you're essentially encouraging people, and and let's face it, most most people that are playing uh, video games like Resident Evil are white and you know young, and maybe impressionable. Um, you've got a certain responsibility there to to not, I think, to not encourage the conflation of. Zombies aren't people so it's okay to kill them with black people are zombies so it's okay to kill them. <laughs> uh the, you, know, the, you know there's a certain um, there's a certain uh what's word what homogeneity in zombies they're all alike right and the and the joke always is which isn't a funny joke but the joke is that white people think black people all look alike. Sure. Is there something being played on there? Or were the creators of Res- that Resident Evil 17 or whatever it was, <laughs> were, they, <laughs> were they actually making a rather clever comment about the video game culture and the zombie idea in general? Saying, well, what if we do this? What if we have them all be black? Does that make killing the zombies – would that make um, a liberal white person – Less likely to kill the zombies.
0: Yeah, I mean it's an it's an interesting idea. I, there, having not played the game, I, I'm a little bit at a loss to have a uh, too in depth discussion about uh, what exactly you know was being done with this with this portion of the game. I know that the the game's developers uh, defended themselves uh, in the in the public forum uh, and saying you know that there there was certainly no race you know racial intention there basically, but. Um, you know, it's interesting to see the the public reaction because, as you mentioned, if, if there w- if there was an intention to sort of stir up uh, people and make them uncomfortable about uh, a scene like that in a video game, it's, it certainly worked. Um, yeah, and and the
1: zombies. Uh, let's say that that uh, it's this African village and it gets infected by zombieism, all right, <laughs> whatever that is. Um, it's true. You're not killing black people. You're not killing people of any kind. In fact, some people would say you're not even killing. You're just putting the putting the zombies down. Right. But we are so invested in our our racial divides, if you will, whether invested in keeping them or in breaking them down, that we forget. Oh, wait, no, zombies aren't people. (laughs) You know, Uh, these aren't black people. These are zombies who were formerly black people. Uh, and it's hard to think that you can be racist towards a zombie. But, you know, the thing is, you have to be, and I'm surprised it made it uh, into the game, actually, um, because you have to be very aware of what you're, those games take a hugely long time to create. So somebody surely said, is this really a good idea to have the simulation of, of people, uh, of a white person blowing away people who look like black people? You know, if you set up – if you set up cardboard uh, – if I set up a, um, a thing at the fair, right, with, uh, with cardboard uh, cutouts and it was a, a, a laser thing and when the laser – you know, laser gun and you hit the laser on the thing and it makes it fall down. If all of the cardboard cutouts were black people.
0: Right. That, would, that carnival I mean, game wouldn't make it very long.
1: Right. It beca- and it, you're not doing anything to black people. There's no real black people there. And and shooting with a little little laser thing wouldn't even hurt a person, right? But what you're doing is it's like in as in a video game, you're kind of what are you training people to, to, to kill in a racial way? It's it's a it's an interesting question. And that's the great thing about zombie movies and zombie games, is that you can ask these questions in a way that is not necessarily talking explicitly about race or explicitly about prejudice. But you are talking about it in a way oh well we're just talking about zombies but it's getting people to open the dialogue. And uh, for those people who think that, uh, that zombie movies or stories are just silly and, and, and uh, you know, maybe people shouldn't watch them because horror movies aren't very you know, helpful or whatever, they should remember that, that um, people, uh, young people, uh, older people too, I guess, but young people get their, they form their ideas not by what their parents tell them, but by what they learn from peers, from movies, from games. What are the values that are, that are put there? And uh and I'm not saying that the Resident Evil was trying to put a bad value, I think they might just have been getting just having a fun game. But if they thought anything about it, they might have been thinking maybe we're making people think about race a little bit. Certainly that's what Romero has wanted to do. I mean in and in Land of the Dead, you have the zombie who's kind of evolved and is now you know, he's able to use a tool and think and lead the other zombies. Uh he's he's uh he's a black man. And it's it's perfect.
0: Right. And and uh, just touching briefly on on Land of the Dead, um, you know, it, it's been I think this could be considered uh, a racial issue. Certainly there, there's been parallels mentioned by critics that, uh, you know, the idea that we have human civilization uh, having a, a fence built to keep right. out the zombies. A lot of people have drawn uh, parallels there to uh, the you know, the United States uh obsession with keeping out mexicans uh from from right. the south and other and other uh latin american people um, yeah let's
1: build a fence and keep out i'm you know i'm saying they're saying this yeah <laughs> let's build a fence and keep out the uh the latin americans the third worlders but also within cities in tuscaloosa alabama where i live um and where you did live uh they have gated communities the gated communities are not to keep the white people in you know, they're to keep the black people out, right? Um, and uh, that is the kind of society that we that we live in, and so that's a, I think that's exactly what Romero was trying to say in Land of the Dead, um, which is you know it's the least of his of his uh, Dead series, but it's still um, full of uh, symbolism and, and interesting you know interesting parallels and things. But yeah, you've got you've got where where Big Daddy the the uh, the black uh chief zombie played by eugene clark you've got him um having to figure a way into the city so that they can live if you want to say live uh in some kind of equality with the with the living you know uh minority who are now a minority
0: well or at least to uh, to to uh Again, it's we're gonna we're gonna trip over the word living a lot in this series, but right, to, right. to make a living for themselves, I mean, uh, the zombies the zombies need to eat like anybody else, and so you know they're they're essentially uh, it's an uncomfortable parallel to draw, just just like in uh, in Night of the Living Dead, like we mentioned, there's uh, it, it brought to mind to a lot of people the idea that their culture, their way of life, is being threatened by this this group of people they saw as. As monsters sort of uh, constantly pushing in and invading we have this this imagery that is very prominent in a lot of in a lot of American minds today that you know all we're trying to do is protect our way of life here in in our in our right. gated in city and we have the sort of mindless soulless monsters pushing in from from the border
1: uh, right it's ex- it's exactly the parallel I think that uh, that in this case um, Romero was explicitly trying to make. He did it accidentally with *Night of the Living Dead*, and it was so powerful. And, and uh, since then, he's been using using that. Because uh, if, if a George Romero zombie movie comes out, people want to see it. It's interesting, even if it's not great. Like *Land of the Dead* isn't a great movie. They they want to see it, and they want to see what he has to say. How is he going to use the zombies? And uh, that's, I think, what you know separates. That's what separates a, um, a zombie movie that's worth watching for more than just you know cheap thrills. Because there's lots of those kind of zombie movies um and a, and a zombie movie that you that you really take something out of
0: well Sean, thanks so much for uh for selecting this as a topic. This has been an extremely interesting uh podcast and uh i'm I'm very glad that we that we took a look at uh the way that zombie films can comment on race uh, in in our next installment of this series uh, well i 'll just tell you the title of the episode, and I think it'll be enough to bring you back next week. Uh, we're gonna call it. If you really loved me, you'd let me eat your brain. That's gonna be that's gonna be the next <laughs> installment of this uh, of this incredibly interesting series here on. How TV. can you not
1: tune in? Exactly. How can you not tune in with a title like that?
0: I think we'll just leave them with that. Well, thanks, thanks again, Sean, for joining us for this podcast, and we'll see everyone next week.
1: Thank.